On today's episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, why pastors fall out of ministry? How is it that we find yet another pastor leaving ministry due to a moral failure? This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, we're joined by Dace Clifton, a pastor from Central Texas and dailypastor.com. Dace, how are you today, man? Man, I'm doing good, and I've got a great question to start this out. The question is, man, what is the craziest thing you've seen a pastor do? Maybe it didn't necessarily eliminate him from ministry, but there has to be something. You've seen seen him do something crazy. Uh, well, so we're talking about moral failures and people falling out of ministry, right? So can we take all of those off the table, or do those need to stay in as well? No, let's, let's take those off. I just mean regular crazy. Well, I don't know. There's some crazy pastors. I mean, uh, that definitely go against the grain. Yeah, I've seen. I, I'll share this story. It's probably not the craziest, but um, there was a video <laughs> where he was probably a youth pastor. Let's put it that way. Who decided it was going to be really great on a Wednesday night to try to drive his motorcycle up onto the stage. Have you ever seen this video? <laughs> no, but I'd like to see that. He brings it in the back of the auditorium. And is like revving it. And he's all you know decked <laughs> out in his gear, and I'm pretty sure he crashes it straight into the wall, which was probably <laughs> not the direction he had initially planned. Uh, but yeah, it's a great... Uh, I'll have to send you the link, Dace. It's, it's pretty good. I would love to see that. Well, I've got a, a very brief brief one, and that is a friend of mine who's... Man, he's a great pastor. He's kind of one of my mentors, but he participated in what is commonly known as the mustache wheel of doom. I don't know if you've heard about this, Kyle, but basically... No. Well, basically to raise money uh, for missions or any other cause... People contribute a certain amount of money, and when they contribute that amount of money, if they make it to a certain threshold, the pastor at a particular time has to go before the congregation and they spin this wheel. It's kind of like a game show, and there are basically about eight different mustache styles. You know, he's got to grow a beard, and whatever the arrow lands on, that's what you have to do. And I'm I'm talking about some crazy stuff, like half of your face, you know, shaved, the other half in place. Uh, the Hitler mustache. I mean, stuff like that. And you have to wear it for like a week. And so a pastor friend of mine did this and he came to church with half of his face shaved. And I, I'm thankful he supports missions, but man, the mustache wheel of doom. Out of all the things I thought we were going to talk about today, uh, a Hitler mustache was not one of them days. We don't condone or sanction the Hitler mustache. That's for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Very good. Hey, Dace, before we get started, could you read us the verse of the day? You bet. It's 1 Corinthians 10, 12, and it's really a sobering verse, I think, appropriate for when we're talking about a really important subject. So let me read the passage. It says, Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape so that you may be able to endure it. You know, that passage just reminds me of the ever-present danger of of temptation and compromise in our life. And certainly we don't have to fold to it, but man, we've got to stay pressed into Jesus in order to endure it, in order to escape from it. Otherwise, we're headed for trouble. And so I think that's really at the heart of some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. And uh, one of the things kind of days as we have talked over the last several weeks about uh, Daily Pastor and the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we've kind of talked about what is the direction or vision that uh, we want to take this and, and to encourage pastors with. And so uh, one of the things that we've come up with 
is kind of these taglines of, you know, avoiding burnout, creating margin and leading effectively. And this story is kind of a uh, encapsulation or example of all three of those for pastors. But uh, recently, Carl Lentz from Hillsong, New York, kind of fell away from ministry due to a moral failure. And uh, he had a couple of quotes that I thought were really interesting. And Carl said, Laura and I and our amazing children have given all that we have to serve and build this church. And over the years, I did not do an adequate job of protecting my own spirit, refilling my own soul and reaching out for the readily available help that is there. When you lead out of an empty place, you make choices that have real and painful consequences. I was unfaithful in my marriage and the most important relationship in my life and held accountable for that. So, Dace, you know, what was your initial thought when you hear of Carl Lentz, obviously a pastor of a very large congregation, a, a big influential person or persona in the church? You know, I, I think he was buddies with Justin Bieber and, and some of this kind of celebrity culture around church. When you heard of his falling out of ministry, what were your initial thoughts? Well, I should preface this by saying that really Carl and I are on a different theological tracks. And so I really have not been a close follower of his, but I heard that a, another mega pastor had uh, fallen through a situation of unfaithfulness or adultery. And so I, when I began to hear this, and particularly the quote that you just read, Kyle, man, it really, it just broke my heart. Uh, because in that, in the statement that he was making there, I could identify so many different things that I think are such a real danger for pastors, regardless of where you are theologically, you might not be where Carl is, you might be closer to where uh, Mark Dever or John MacArthur or David Platt is, regardless, man, there's some things that we could really learn from his statement here. And frankly, Kyle, man, it just really broke my heart. Yeah, Dace, uh, as it should, and we're not here specifically to talk about uh, individuals and the pain and suffering that they're having uh, as they're stepping out of ministry, usually not by choice. But as you mentioned, I mean, there, there's a laundry list of people that now have, have fallen very publicly uh, out of out of a great relationship with their church. And, you know, I could think of some from the West Coast and the East Coast and, and even uh, guys like Bill Hybels, who had the end of his ministry um, really tainted the the rest of the 30 years that, that he had been at Willow Creek. And so, uh, you know, I, I definitely think that it, it's painful. It causes a lot of pain in the pastor's family, but also in the church congregation as well. So, Dace, let me ask you this. What is it that really kind of grieves you about uh, this statement and this situation? Well, Kyle, a minute ago, you mentioned the three pillars that really guide our ministry here through Daily Pastor and also the Thriving in Ministry podcast. And we didn't come up with those pillars for a marketing scheme. We came up with those pillars because we really believe that those are the types of things that over the long run discourage and take ministry leaders out when they don't have the proper margins on their life, when they're not conscientiously avoiding burnout because many are in demanding roles and positions and when they're not leading effectively, whether that's, you know, certainly it begins with the family and the home and transitions into other areas. And so when I saw uh, the statement that Carl Lentz made, you know, man, just so sobering when he says, I did not do an adequate job of protecting my own spirit 
or refilling my own soul. You know, that to me screams margins. Your margins are out of place. Your margins are out of balance. I didn't reach out for help that was readily available, which I've got to be honest, Kyle, my go-to is let's power through. And when you power through, eventually something breaks. Lastly, when he says, when you lead out of an empty place, every ministry leader should take note of that. There's something that we can learn uh, from what Carl is saying there. In fact, that might be the greatest lesson I think he's taught me. When you lead out of an empty place, you're not going to make the decisions that are right, that honor God. You're going to make dangerous decisions. I think about people when they drive, <laughs> uh, you know, when you're when you're on a long road trip and you drive in the middle of the night, maybe after 10 or 12 hours, you're not in your top condition. You're not the most alert. You're not going to be as safe as you would be if you had a good night's sleep and you're at the top of your game. So, man, we can really take note and learn from what he's saying here. Well, and even in March of 2018, uh, Lentz himself said, but if I choose wisely in the correct order of importance, a natural rhythm develops and things stay healthy. If you're having trouble balancing all the things in your life, you may want to take a look at choosing what matters. If I can't find the time for prayer relationships, my family, I'm busy looking for the wrong things. So, Dace, you know, that that's obviously just a indictment of the pastoral role and probably not isolated to Lentz himself. You know, but I do want to ask you, is this just an issue with megachurch pastors? Well, I don't think so, Kyle. I think all pastors are susceptible to this and all pastors have got to as our verse of the day said, take heed, because I think it's a real danger and a real threat for everybody that's in ministry, because regardless of the size of your platform, uh, there are opportunities that can lead you down a path that you don't want to go. So definitely, we all need to take note of this. Yeah, Dace, and I think that it's not an isolated problem with megachurch pastors. Now, those are what hits the the New York Post or the LA Times or something like that. But usually, the normative pastor in America is not making front page of TMZ because of their falling out of their ministry or, or losing their job. But it does happen tens of thousands of times, probably in a given year, where, where certain staff members, certain pastors uh, leave a church for a reason that is less than ideal or what they would want to be communicated. Kyle, can I, can I interject one thing here? I think every pastor is capable of making the front page of TMZ. Unfortunately, if they do, it's not going to be something that's good, man. That's for sure. I think we've all got the capability. You know, nobody knows uh, what most normative pastors are doing, but each of them have the possibility of doing something so wild, so crazy that, yeah, you could find yourself on the front page of TMZ for sure. Well, yeah, just invite Kanye to your church. Uh, and when he rolls his bus in and does a live Sunday service, maybe you'll get there. Maybe you will get there, Dave. On a more serious topic, you know, what causes a pastor to fall? Um, I know we talked about this, but, you know, I, I can think of an empty tank, right? I mean, Carl said that and maybe an, an absence of accountability so that they're not circling themselves with with people that that truly know them and will call them out on their stuff. What are some of the other things? I'll give you one example. Recently, I was in a simulcast type meeting this past week with a guy named Mark Clifton, who works for NAM. And one of the things that he said when he was talking about this particular season 
with COVID and, and the challenges, he just was very transparent about the struggle, about the challenge, and about I've had to reach out for help. I've had to seek counsel and counseling and all of these types of things. And, you know, this was a simulcast where there were probably, I don't know, well over 100 pastors across the United States taking part. And for him to say that, I was like, wow, that level of transparency is really what we need. And so if I've got a heart of pride, if I want to be the Superman, if I want everybody to see that, you know, I have no weakness, man, that's crazy. And you're setting yourself up for failure. I think that those three things that you mentioned or that we've talked about, an empty tank, an absence of accountability, and a heart of pride, those are some of the core issues. And then those issues result in certain types of symptoms in our life, right? Symptoms like my marriage is damaged, my relationship with my kids can be damaged through these things. If I'm running on an empty tank, I'm not as attentive to my family as I should be. And so there's a lot of symptoms that can result. You know, when I'm when I'm medicating uh, through whatever it is, whether it's out of control spending, uh, some type of vice that goes unchecked, gambling, alcohol, sex, lust, those types of things, or I should say unbiblical sex anyway. We're we're pro sex here on the Daily Pastor uh, Thriving in Ministry podcast. Very pro sex, but it's gotta be gotta be within the biblical confines. I don't want to creep anybody out there. But anyway, you know, there's there can be bad symptomatic issues from these other core issues like an empty tank, an absence of accountability, and a heart of pride. Yeah, Dason, you are making these transitions difficult for me as I'm sitting here blushing. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, because we don't want to avoid all those things on your list, <laughs> only part of them. Uh, what can we do? Hold on, Kyle. One of those things that I mentioned we want to do as much of as we can within the biblical parameters, in my opinion, but I'll stop there. G- gambling, right? That, that was the that, one on my list. Uh, okay, that, that, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Well, I was going to ask you, what can we do right now to avoid this? But what I'm hearing you say is, no, we we want it all. We just want it within parameters. Now, in, in all seriousness, I mean, we are talking about pastors falling out of their ministry and kind of why that happens. So we've talked about this. And I think the takeaway for pastors here is, is obvious, right? Yeah. You know, we want you to thrive in ministry, not not die in ministry. We want your ministry and your life to flourish uh, obviously, there's some steps that you're going to have to take. I mean, you're going to have to live in the light. Yeah. If there is sin, when there is sin, you confessing and, and dealing with those sins and, and rooting out some of those vices, the, the bad ones that Dace is talking about, uh, going and seeking repair when it is a hurt marriage or a hurt relationship uh, with your kids or with your church congregation, I think uh, that's obviously important. But then also even just to get your priorities right. And so that may be creating margin within your schedule and and engineering your life so that the first things take priority or the priorities take the first time. Um, And ultimately, you know, that experience leads to a greater fulfillment in the life that that God has called us to and and in Christ. And so, uh, Dace, if you could say one thing on what can pastors do right now to avoid this, what would it be? Well, you touched on it in just those statements there. Some would say my walk is more important than my ministry, but I would say that your walk is your ministry. In other words, how you order your life, beginning at the top down, the top being God, the second being your family, third being your soul and the care of your soul, 
your walk is your ministry. And so we are so compartmentalized in life and priorities can get so out of balance. And, you know, there was a sitcom that I used to watch where one of the individuals, he had like this wallet that was like six inches thick. And I don't know if you remember this. Uh-huh. But, oh, yes. Yep. You know, I think about that. The and, wallet. Yeah, exactly. You know, you sit on that thing time after time and, you know, your back starts hurting and, and it, 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 you know, it totally just messes everything up. And I think when we cram priorities into our life and we're not getting it right, it's, it, it takes this effect where everything gets out of balance. And the more things are out of balance, you know, it starts with an irritation, it, it develops into a pain, and then eventually there's a break. And so whether it's Carl Lentz or the normative pastor, when the priorities are out of balance, when my walk, my ministry is not one and the same, my life, you know, my Jesus working through me is my ministry. That's my ministry. Um, your ministry role may change, but the Bible teaches us very clearly that for people that love and follow Jesus, that have been born again, the Holy Spirit of God comes inside them to do the work of making Jesus known. And so your your life, your walk, your relationship with him, that is your ministry. And, and there should be an outflow. I think that's at the core of what Jesus talks about in John 15 when he talks about abiding. All of these things that we've talked about, I think Jesus and God has given us everything that we need. And so it's up to us to come before him and order life, order priorities, have a heart of humility, get the right counsel so that we can see clearly, you know, what needs to be in my life right now? What doesn't need to be in my life right now? I think that's critical. And Dace, I appreciate you sharing that, but I am going to challenge you to something. Please write the next blog post on Costanza's wallet. You know, I could just, that's a great imagery of how a little bit of junk over time leads to big problems. I can see it now on dailypastor.com. What Seinfeld's wallet, well, it's not Seinfeld, what Costanza's wallet teaches us about ministry. Well, one thing it teaches is don't put sweet and low packets in your wallet. Well, if, if you're eating sweet and low, that may be a reason to fall out of ministry. As always, we hope that you have enjoyed us on this episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast as we talked about why pastors fall out of ministry. Hey, pastors, church leaders, if you're listening, I want you to do a couple things. Uh, can you stop what you're doing and like and review this podcast? Uh, give us five stars. Give us no stars. I don't care. But a rating will help increase our impact. It helps get other people familiar with what we're doing because I believe that there are other pastors who need to hear this message. So if you could like and leave us a review wherever you're listening, that would be phenomenal. And I would, I'll send you some sweet and low packets. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, when you get on dailypastor.com, if you would subscribe to our not very often newsletter, we're not going to blow your inbox up with a bunch of things you don't need to know. But ever so often, we put out a newsletter and provide some of the latest content information and things that we think will encourage normative pastors and ministry leaders to help you in your journey. We hope you have a blessed day. Thanks for listening. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a thriving in ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.